I feel most alive when I'm by the water. The feel of sand between my toes instantly transports me to my happy place. Salt water, fresh water, chlorine filled, swimming pools, rivers, streams, lakes, you name it, I love it. In the central part of Washington state, in fact, you'll find Moses Lake. The lake is shaped in a cool way with these arms that just jut out in different directions. One whole piece of it looks kind of like a snake. I visited Moses Lake a lot because it was three hours from Seattle, where I grew up. Here's a picture of me. I think I'm about six years old. And I want you to look at what I'm holding. Yes, it's a fishing pole, but this just isn't any fishing pole. This is a 1988 Snoopy Zebco 25-inch rod and reel fishing pole with the word Snoopy emblazoned on it. It's wicked cool. And this picture is one of my favorite pictures because it shows me and my dad, Kevin, out on the lake fishing. It's a beautiful day. And in this moment, I'm completely unaware that just after mom snaps the picture, the unthinkable will happen. You see, in a tragic turn of events, my 1988 Snoopy Zebco 25-inch rod and reel fishing pole ends up flying out of my hands and landing into the water. I was so bummed, <laughs> you guys. The fishing pole is now somewhere on the bottom of Moses Lake, and it's been like 33 years since it happened, and I still get a little sad. But if we can be guaranteed of anything in life, it's that things change, right? But it's these changes built up moment by moment, day by day, that define us and shape our life's story. Now, the story of my fishing pole is important not because I lost a $10 kid's toy, but because of what that fishing pole represented to me. A day of memory-making with my dad. But even though I don't have that fishing pole anymore, the story of that trip stays with me, reminding me of dad and the fun moments we had together. This morning, our gospel text finds us at another body of water, this time along the banks of the Sea of Galilee, where two sets of brothers, Simon and Andrew and James and John, are setting nets for the day's catch. And in an instant, almost as quickly as my fishing pole flinging out of my hands, their lives are changed forever. Now let's stop and think about the people in the Bible. Not just the heavy hitters like Jesus or Paul, but all of them. And there are a lot of them, about 5,000 named and unnamed people in the Bible each one with their own story. There is so much more to these people than the fragments that we get to read about. Each one has someone who loved them, experiences that shaped their minds, their hearts, and their souls. Each one is known by God in a unique way. In today's reading, there must have been something about Jesus that leads each of the four to answer his call in an instant. Perhaps they have heard something about this good news that Jesus is bringing. Maybe they heard about this kingdom of God that Jesus says has come into the world. 
whatever it is, it causes them to leave everything they knew, their livelihoods, their families, to follow Jesus on an incredible adventure. Their story unfolds in surprising ways as they lean into the yes that they gave to Jesus. Each of our lives is an unfolding story. And the great thing about stories is that there's more than one way to tell them, right? We get to write our own stories. It's not so much what we've experienced that defines us, but the stories we tell about our experiences, the, the meaning-making that we give to them. For example, in today's reading, we could tell this story as nothing more than a tale about how four men came to meet Jesus. But told another way, this is a rich story about the beginnings of discipleship. This is the starting point in Jesus's ministry, and we get a front row seat. We get to see how Jesus pulls people together, people from all sorts of backgrounds, identities, and perspectives. He pulls together people with all kinds of stories to tell about their lives, the working class, the prostitutes, the tax collectors, the outcasts, the misfits, the marginalized. We get a front row seat to the kind of beloved community Jesus wants us to create in the world. The Irish writer John O'Donohue said that one of the deepest longings of the human soul is to be seen. In other words, what we long for is to be able to share our stories with one another, our hopes, our dreams, our heartbreaks, our pain, and our joy. One of the reasons that I like coming to church is that I get to hear some amazing stories, stories that have been told for thousands of years, but also your story to hear what draws you into this place and keeps you coming back week after week. We all have stories to tell about a moment that drew us onto the journey of faith. I wanna share just a little bit of my story with you this morning. I came to the United Church of Christ after my mother died in 2014. I was grieving her loss, and the counselor I was working with suggested that I visit a church. I have always had a deep hunger for spirituality, but for a long time, that didn't include church. So I get the spiritual but not religious crowd, the agnostics and the doubters. I've been there. And that's because, well, I felt that church could be a hypocritical place, Sometimes I felt it could be a hurtful place because I had been hurt by a church that wasn't accepting of who I am and the people that I love. But there was something about church that called to me a need to be among people who understood me, who hopefully would welcome me. And so even though walking into a church after years of not going, was tough, taking the risk awoke in me something that I really had been missing, connection and community, the opportunity to share myself with others, to tell my story. And the story I had to share included this feeling I had since I was a little boy to become a minister. 
After a couple of years of being involved at Plymouth Church in Lawrence, I started thinking about that call to ministry again. And one of the first pastors I met with in person to talk about that was Aaron. We had lunch across the street and I got a tour of Colonial. So I feel like I've really come full circle. In 2018, I was licensed to serve as the pastor of Peace Church, about 30 miles west of Topeka in a small town called Alma. In 2020, I was ordained right in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic. A big part of my story also is the journey that I'm on with Matt. <laughs> we'll be celebrating 10 years together this coming May. And along with us is our dog, Karma, who is mostly good karma. Mostly. I like board games, card games, books, traveling. I'm passionate about social justice, about diversity in our churches, and about wellness, taking care of our bodies, minds, and spirits. I like to meditate. I do yoga, but not very well. And for the last couple of years, I've been studying at the Sophia Center in Atchison, learning something called spiritual direction. It's like sitting with someone whose only job is to give you unconditional love and acceptance, who is there just to listen to you and to hear your story, to help you uncover what is meaningful and sacred in your life. It's pretty cool. <laughs> and I have to say, you know, listening is actually really hard to do in our world. So learning ways that I can do that better makes me a better pastor. So know that I will always make time to listen to you. That's really important to me. I feel called to be your associate pastor because I know you have a story to share with the world and I wanna hear it and I wanna find ways that you can share your story with us and with the community because I believe that every story is valid and necessary and deserves to be told. And we can learn so much about one another as we share our stories, right? As we open up to one another, as we learn together and as we grow together. I imagine the stories that Simon and Andrew, James and John must have shared with Jesus as they walked with him during his life. Stories about their families, their hopes, their frustrations and anger, but also what made them laugh and smile. And I imagine that the stories that Jesus heard helped to shape his own ministry and connected him to the people around him. You see, that's what stories do. They bring us together. I'm passionate about that kind of connection. I want churches to be a place where we can share our stories from the silly ones like losing a fishing pole to the life-changing stories that inspire and challenge us. Stories that share the best of Colonial with the community outside our doors and offers to everyone a place where Anybody, whatever their background, can feel safe sharing themselves and their stories here. Finally, I want to write a new story with you. I want to learn about you, laugh with you, walk with you. 
So as we embark on this adventure together, we trust in Jesus who says, come and follow me. We take a risk to be brave and courageous and open and vulnerable and free. And like Brene Brown says, we tell our story with our whole heart. So let's share who we are with one another, who we really are. And let us journey together with Jesus wherever he calls us to go. Now that's a good story. Amen. In today's gospel reading, we hear that familiar refrain, follow me. Our theme song this morning is, you walk along our seashore. And you might imagine walking along that seashore with Jesus as he turns to you 